0: Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast brought to you in part by Proactive Talent, a recruiting and employer brand consulting firm that will revolutionize the way you attract and hire top talent. The coronavirus has had an unprecedented impact on our economy and has brought to closer scrutiny our healthcare resources. With so many supplies needed to treat the ill, two questions are echoed across mainstream media. Do we have enough resources to treat patients and do we have enough labor to administer those resources? The answer to the latter question is the more troubling. Prior to the latest pandemic, there was a shortage of talent in the healthcare space. How much more has that problem been exasperated? So the question on my mind, and so many others, is this. How do we recruit during a pandemic? Well, I'll discuss what's been done so far, what could be happening now, and what should be happening once all this is over. Stay tuned.
1: Recruitment marketing, as compared to maybe employer branding, is all about getting your message and your story in front of the right audience. It's a lot to manage. And what Productive Talent does for our clients is we help centralize so you have one partner, one vendor to help you manage all those relationships. And not only that, we help you track the effectiveness of every media dollar you spend on hiring so that you know in real time that you're getting the greatest ROI for your marketing investment to attract great talent into your company. We help our clients with recruitment marketing in a couple ways. One is a recruitment marketing strategy and with that we really take the time to help you build the right strategy and then we get mutual approval on that strategy before you spend a single dime. The other way we do this is through our agency of record service. This is A partnership with you where we're able to reach out to publishers on your behalf to negotiate better pricing to execute on media campaigns uh, and really act as an extension of your team some of the benefits that our clients have seen working with practical talents recruitment marketing services is an overall reduction of 30% cost per applicant that's really significant it's showing that we're able to leverage great technology programmatic And we're also flexible and scalable. We're platform agnostic. We're always gonna use whatever the greatest and latest technology is, whatever the best platforms are to help create efficiencies in your media purchasing so that you're always
0: on the cutting edge. For more information on Proactive Talent, visit them online at ProactiveTalent.com or click the link in the podcast description. To combat the coronavirus pandemic, many health experts have been asked to come out of retirement. For example, in New York, more than 50,000 healthcare workers, from physician retirees to practicing nurses, have answered Governor Andrew Cuomo's pleas for medical volunteers to help support the staffing shortages in hospitals. Specifically, At least 2,265 physicians, including anesthesiologists, ER technicians, ICU physicians, infectious disease specialists, and pulmonologists have signed up to volunteer in New York's Surge Healthcare Force. Additionally, a growing number of nurse practitioners, physician assistants, nurse anesthetists, respiratory therapists, Registered nurses and licensed practical nurses, over 24,000 in total, have stepped up to the plate. And beyond them, retired Army medical personnel have been the focus of recruitment efforts as well. This according to the website MD Links. Now, when I hear stories like this, I am encouraged. But there are other stories around these valiant workers that raise some concern too. Check out these quotes from The Guardian, which reports on retired healthcare staff being uh, reluctant to pitch in. majority of 120 former NHS employees who responded to a Guardian call out were resistant, and in some cases hostile to the idea. Many respondents said, unpromoted, they did not want to return to a working environment where they suffered stress, bullying, burnout, and even breakdowns. 71 said they would not be happy to return to work, with many expressing their reluctance in vehement terms. After the way I was treated, I would rather shove a rusty six-inch nail up my backside than return to my old job," said a 67-year-old former staff nurse from Manchester. Anthony O'Neill, 58, from Glasgow said, "'No, nine, no, (laughs) niche,' was a hospital physician for 32 years, never ever going back." And a 60-year-old London GP said, I left general practice due to burnout. I would not go back under any circumstances. Further down the article, it says, Many expressed concern that returning to work would put them at risk of contracting the disease and that their lack of recent practice could put patients at risk. A 69-year-old former GP from North Yorkshire said he would fear for his life it would place me in a position where I would receive a high lethal dose of the virus. Another former clinician with a long-term chronic condition said it would be suicide for her to return to frontline duties. Further down in the article it reads, but most of those who said they would be willing to go back had reservations. Asked if they were willing to return to work, 33 of those who responded provided yes, but, answers. They included one who would say she would return to work, but not at the hospital that offered her no support following my breakdown. I've read in multiple articles how retired medical professionals were at risk due to their age and lack of recent medical knowledge. However, I had not heard much in terms of people willing to return to work, but not at the hospital where they practiced before. Huh. I think that should be a big wake-up call to organizations with poor employee experience. On March 13, 2020, the Health and Human Services, HHS, issued an emergency declaration allowing all physicians and other healthcare providers with any valid state medical license to provide care to Medicare and Medicaid patients across state excuse me across state lines something i think makes a lot of sense and something to advocate for after the pandemic subsides i think i mean having a license that lets you practice in the usa nationwide why don't we have that already for that matter, should we have a global licensure as well? Uh, I'm shrugging my shoulders. <laughs> and if we did have a global licensure, I imagine that the telemedicine industry would generate a half trillion dollars in a year, more or less. <laughs> and I say that because of something encouraging I read on hospitalrecruiting.com. And I uh, hear some quotes from that website. In this age of social distancing, telemedicine has come out on top. While not a novel concept, virtual connectivity in healthcare has lagged behind other sectors as physicians struggle to implement services amidst concerns regarding reimbursement, privacy issues, and integration into the medical workflow. The emergency decision by the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services on March 17, 2020, to pay for telehealth visits outside of rural areas has eased physician concern. The decision allows physicians and other healthcare providers to charge the same rates for real-time audiovisual and in-person office appointments for new and established patients. Established patients also have access to virtual check-ins and e-visits. The Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, HIPAA, has been temporarily waived during the COVID-19 pandemic, allowing physicians and others to use any video conferencing tool, including FaceTime, Zoom, and Google Hangouts. However, these platforms typically do not utilize a business associate agreement, which ensures protected health information is safeguarded, and their use will become illegal once the emergency declaration runs out. But I digress. Other recruitment measures being considered are graduating senior medical students early and temporarily canceling the regulation that foreign doctors have to repeat residency in order to practice in the United States. Relaxing the rules, at least for now, may be the cure that ails us when it comes to recruiting healthcare workers. Time will tell. However, eventually a new normal will set in and the same recruitment issues will return, but without the advantage of relaxed rules. What then? Well, if this is your concern, stay tuned. I'm gonna share some truly creative case studies on how to recruit healthcare workers.
1: Hi there, this is Will Staney, founder and CEO here at Proactive Talent just want to let you know of a promotion that we're doing right now for our clients in the healthcare space. If you are a hospital or healthcare provider in need of help with sourcing, scheduling, or screening candidates to ramp up in response to coronavirus and COVID-19, please reach out to us here at Practic Talent. We have dozens of available and highly experienced remote healthcare recruiters, and we're offering 50% off our standard hourly rate to help with this type of staffing support. Um, We can activate immediately, turn us on or off quickly as needed. There's no upfront billing, so we work now, you pay later. Uh, Feel free to hit hit us up on our website or give us a call at 855-706-8568. Thanks.
0: This podcast is sponsored by SuperPass, the go-to software for out-the-box content websites and mobile apps with the SuperPass platform. You can create your own branded website and native mobile apps to host your digital content, subscribers, and more. Do you have quality content that you want to share with the world in a beautiful and intuitive site? If so, then Superpass can provide the tech solution for you. Hold all your digital content in one place, your brand, your way. Check out superpass.app. That's S-U-P-A-P-A-S-S dot app. Recruiting nurses won't be any easier post-coronavirus than it was pre coronavirus. So hospitals will have to be creative in order to attract talent. Something that certainly seems attractive to me (laughs) is the three-day work week where you take 12-hour shifts three days a week with four days off. (laughs) That certainly sounds good. I haven't done it before, but it certainly does sound attractive. Over at uh, Kaiser Permanente's uh, Oakland Medical Center, employees can tap free concierge services for help with dinner reservations. Car repairs, mailing packages, catering, and event planning, picking up and dropping off dry cleaning, and lawn and garden care. Huh, that is uh, definitely a nice perk to have. There's also the example of uh, Lucille Packers Children's Hospital in Palo Alto, California, which offers on-site master's and bachelor's degree programs for nurses, tuition reimbursement, scholarship, and flexible flexible scheduling to support nurses who want to continue their education. However, all those are quite interesting to me. The most interesting example that I can offer to you, dear listener, for a creative recruiting strategy around nursing in particular, is pointing out what Riverside Community Hospital did back in 2004. They ran a campaign called Dream Job, Dream House. And (laughs) these are the details. Riverside Community Hospital is one of the largest full-service acute care community hospitals in Riverside County, California. After California passed Assembly Bill 394, which mandated nurse-to-patient ratios, the hospital made a decision to develop a recruitment package that would get noticed and lay the foundation for one of the largest financial investments a person can make, the purchase of a home. The new home down payment closing cost program for full-time registered nurses that sign on was based on the philosophy that professionals in a public service profession will respond strongly to an employer who understands their personal goals and dreams. Their goal initially was to hire 100 nurses from March to October. Instead of recruiting locally, which impacts and hurts the entire region, Riverside community decided to focus on Southern California areas where home prices were much higher than in Western Riverside County. In Riverside, Homes were, are, more affordable and you can get much more house for your money. They offered up to $12,000 towards closing and relocation costs, as well as entering candidates in a drawing for $25,000 towards a down payment. Print and billboard advertising were done to target both the LA and Orange County markets. In addition, RCH attended over 40 job and career events both in the state and nationally. This included six open house events. Riverside Community Hospital surpassed their hiring goal of 100 registered nurses in eight months. They hired 230 nurses in 10 months. Campaign was extended. Nurses were recruited from eight other states as well as California. 21 of the candidates took advantage of the closing cost options. The grand prize drawing for the down payment of $25,000 was December 12th 2004. This drew a very large crowd, including the mayor and a local television network, NBC channel four. Once all this Corona crazy is over, the healthcare industry will have to take a long and hard look at how they recruit personnel and ask, which temporary measures made during the pandemic should now be made permanent. What should we be doing today to safeguard our employer brand so that anyone who worked in the past will be more than happy to return for the next emergency. And when it comes down to recruiting nurses specifically, how bold should we be with our recruitment initiatives? Is helping someone buy a house too over the top or the new standard to attract top talent? No matter what is decided today, The repercussions will echo from now on, at the very least, until the next pandemic. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. You can leave a comment concerning this podcast on my website at www.jimstroud.com. In addition to finding source material and related information for this podcast episode, you'll find other goodies that I hope will make you smile. And if you have not already, please subscribe to my website. Your continued support keeps this podcast train chugging down the track.